Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk today about three keys to aggressive faith. Three keys to aggressive faith. And so I want to start in the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1, and verse 3, 3 and 4. And the Bible says, According as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. Verse 4, says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. You have to understand uh, that we're in a battle. The Bible says, you know, that the Bible actually doesn't say that we ever, in the New Covenant, in the New Testament, that we have to fight the devil. The devil is not the problem. The the devil is defeated. He was beaten 2,000 years ago. The Bible says the fight is the fight of faith. The Bible says fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. And so you have to understand as a believer that you're in a war and you can't take life lightheartedly. I'm all for having fun. I'm all for having a maybe a lighthearted demeanor, but a light, you can't take a lighthearted attitude towards life. You're in a war and the, ultimately the, the consequence of life is heaven or hell. And so we're in a war. That doesn't mean you have to go around being intense all the time. You can be lighthearted knowing that your victory is in Jesus. But there's th- you have to take life and, and the fight of faith seriously. And so I see people who are, uh, they, they just float down the stream of life. They just float down the stream. Oh, whatever will be, will be. They take life as it comes. And they never stand up to take what belongs to them. And those are people who, who who never grab what God has paid for. Jesus paid for us to walk in victory in this life. And so I want to talk about three keys for aggressive faith. Number one, the number one key for aggressive faith is understanding that it's already yours. Everything that that you can believe the Lord for today has already been paid for in advance. We're showing up into the finished work of the cross. Jesus died 2000 years ago and he said when he was he said when he was dying he said it is finished. That word it is finished those three words actually is the word paid in full. So when someone had a debt and and that they owed they would have you know you owe this many shekels or rupees oh not rupees dollars rands yen you know whatever it was back in the day uh, you owe this much and then they would write on it okay you owe eight hundred and forty and then they'd pay some more okay you owe seven twenty now okay now you owe six hundred okay and then when it got down and they paid the rest of it they put a stamp on it paid in full those are the words that Jesus spoke he said paid in full and. And he paid for us. Obviously, we know he paid for us to be forgiven. He paid for us to have be in right standing with God. But he paid for us. So everything you can believe the Lord for today has already been paid in full. You're not asking God, if you can see it in the word, you're not asking God to do something outside of his will. He doesn't do things outside of his will. He does things that are in the will. Well, you don't believe in the Lord for a car. Okay, well, where is that in the Bible? Well, Uh, I I got a scripture for you that you can believe the Lord not only for a car, but for a brand new car. Jesus, the Bible says, as Jesus is in this world, so are we. And Jesus rode on a never ridden donkey before. That was their transportation. So not only there's a scripture for a car, but a scripture for a brand new car. Uh, My God shall supply all my needs. A car is a necessary, unless you live in New York City, a car is a necessary thing to have. And, and, uh, and, and so you find it in the word, but understand that when you go to believe for something, you know, you may be believing for a vehicle now, but maybe in a number of years, you'll be believing for a house and land. Maybe there'll be a day coming where you'll believe for a building or a rental property. And maybe you're not believing for that yet, but you know what? 
that that is already yours. You're just choosing when you come and approach the Lord to ask for it, to take possession of it. It's already part of your inheritance. There's scriptures that you can have home, land that you didn't build, and 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 land and a home in a nice neighborhood that you can be a homeowner and not and not a not a renter. There's scripture for that. So there's a home actually that's already yours. You just haven't come to take it yet. So understand the number one way that you start going after things violently in your faith is to understand that it already belongs to you and your faith is just what goes and takes it and apprehends it from from the spirit realm. And so you're using your faith to take what's already laid up for you. Just like when someone gets born again and they say, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. Jesus already paid the price for them to be saved. Jesus rescued them. He did his rescue mission 2,000 years ago. People are just finding out about it through the preaching of the word today. And then they're saying, yes, if if that deal's still on the table, I want that deal. Can I get grandfathered into that. And so it's deciding and understanding that it's already yours. I want you to say this with me. Say it's already mine. You know, you you already, you, healing is yours. Peace of mind is yours. A good night's sleep is yours. Prosperity is yours. Abundance is yours. The blessing is yours. That, I read that scripture because it says, wherefore has, has been given to us exceeding great and precious promises. And so we partake of them. And then his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. I'm not looking forward to God blessing me with land. God already blessed it. I'm just saying, Lord, thank you. This is what I'm putting in my request for. It's already mine in Jesus' name. Number two to, for aggressive faith is there comes a point where you have to get angry. And, and this is really more in the area of, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's in the area of any enemy in your life, sickness, disease, poverty, lack, those things, those are enemies in your life. The Bible says in Matthew 11, verse 12, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The, the, the problem has come in that people don't know what's been paid for. And even if they do, their faith is lazy sometimes, and then they don't go after what God has for them. They're complacent about it and they just tolerate. Well, you know, it's okay. I know, you know, I can't eat meat anymore because it makes me sick. And, you know, I'm gluten intolerant. You know, if the devil has his way, he'll, t- he'll take everything and you'll just be eating applesauce and, and oatmeal. And if you let him take it, he'll take, the, de- the devil will take all the, en- all the ground you'll give him. The room that you allow him, he'll take. He doesn't leave any unoccupied territory. If you give him access, he will take it. And so you have to get angry enough to say, enough is enough. I'm not letting this thing persist in my body. I'm not letting this thing persist in my lack. Lack's an enemy to my destiny. Poverty's an enemy to my destiny. I'm resisting poverty. Fear. I resist fear. I, I, I refuse to fear. And you have to get angry. There has to come a fight on the inside of you. Fight the good fight of faith. I know that I'm victorious through Jesus, but I'm standing up to say, enough is enough. People start to see breakthrough in their health when they when they get angry. I, me, I hate sickness. I hate disease. I hate bad doctrine. I hate sin in believers' lives. I hate it. As a minister, it's my job to destroy sickness out of people's bodies. I hate cancer. I hate believers being in pain. I hate it. There comes a point in your faith that you have to stand up and say, enough is enough. I'm not tolerating this. Because just because Jesus paid for our healing doesn't mean it happens automatic. The devil's going to try to come and take the room that you'll give him. And so you have to get angry enough and say, no, enough is enough. And then number three, 
The third one, and this isn't all the, the, the keys to it, but I would say these are three main ones. Number three is understand that this is normal. The, the, the walk of faith is normal. One of the things the enemy does is he comes to say, well, you know, you're getting angry now and, and, and you're rejoicing over things you don't see, but how long do you think you can keep this up? And yeah, you're in healing school now, but how long do you think you can keep this up? And yeah, you know, you're in Bible school now, but how long, once you go back to your normal life? Well, go back to my normal life. This is normal life. The Bible says in three different places, it says uh, uh, in the New Covenant, Romans, New Testament, Romans 1.17, it says the just shall live by faith. It echoes it again in Hebrews. It echoes it in Galatians. The just shall live by faith. This pattern of standing up and being full of the word and full of the fire of the Holy Ghost and full of God, this is normal. Any other believer who's living outside of this, they're living a subpar life. Walking in prosperity is normal. Walking in divine health is normal. Laying hands on the sick is normal. This isn't some weird. People may make it seem that way, but this is the normal Christian life. This is the way God intended it, that there won't be a time in your life where you'll just be, you know, go bowling every week and sit and watch, sit on the couch and watch TV and just focus on your family and go work a job and, you know, and everything's just your little thing. It doesn't matter if you're called to the ministry or not. Life is not just revolving around passing the time and having a decent life and being happy and filling yourself with entertainment. That's not life. If that's what your life sounds like now, then change it. You get up in the morning, you speak the word of God, you say, God, I'm available to you. Use me. You win souls. You, 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 you go out and your purpose, the, the emphasis behind your life is you're going to take, I'm going to take territory for the kingdom of God. I refuse to let my, 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 my nature, my neighborhood. I refuse to let my city. I refuse to let my generation go to hell when I know the gospel and I know I can take it to my generation. This is the normal life. The life of casting out devils is the normal life. Laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. That's normal. This is not some weird, weird anomaly. And I know it may seem that way, but there's coming a time, I believe, where the body of Christ is going to rise up. He's going to separate the wheat from the chaff, and the body of Christ is going to rise up and and be full of people who are full of the anointing. That if you're not laying hands on the sick, you're going to be the odd one. So you might as well decide now, I'm moving forward in the things of God. This is normal. This will always be my normal. Praying in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, filling myself with the Word of God, talking scriptures, uh, preaching the gospel wherever I go, stopping people in the grocery store, you know, sowing hundreds of thousands into the building, uh, into the church, putting millions into the gospel. This is the normal Christian life and seeking first the kingdom of God and in right standing. My whole life revolves around being in right standing with God and seeking first his kingdom. This isn't some, I'm living a peculiar life. No, they may think so. Getting drunk in the Holy Ghost even. This is normal. This is Bible. This is the normal life that God intended for, for people on this earth. So I'm just taking my place in what God intended. That's what I got for you today. I love you. God bless you. I see you going out full of faith. It, I want to tell you, get rid of laziness in your spiritual walk. Some people just have baggage holding on to them. Decide today. Today's a new day. Lord, if I need to repent and there's things I need to move forward from, forgive me. But I'm moving forward and I'm running with the call of God and with the things of God for my life. In Jesus' name. I love you. God bless you. If this podcast has helped you, please share it on your social media. And we will see you on the next podcast. Bye.